Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us yet again for this episode of Weird Things, the podcast. I'm Andrew Maine, and joining me is Mr. Justin Robert Young. Ah, oh, jeez, you scared me. Mr. Brian Brushwood, who's not so easily startled. I'm feeling weird already. Congratulations, Brian. You just creeped us all out. <laughs> can we can we let Tim that this is a very later than normal this recording? This is a late <laughs> night <laughs> attack. This is a night attack version of yeah. the weird things. It's it, we should call it the weirder things podcast as and, of right and, now. It just I think most of our listeners know it, but just to set it up even a little bit more weirder, Brian just got off the stage at Halloween Horror Nights in Orlando. Okay, oh where God. all these spooky haunted houses, all these... You see, here's a beautiful thing about Halloween Horror Nights is L.A., it's kind of cool, but what's really cool in Florida, when you go to the one at Universal Studios Orlando, all of the people running around, all of the, the zombie-looking people, all of the mutants and all that, that's not makeup. Right, that's, that's just tourists. really rural. Well, no, that's rural Florida. They go get those <laughs> exactly. people working Have, have you ever been to Christmas, Florida, right exactly. off Route 50 and 95? You know, that explains it. Now, I, I was always wondering why this year they had a haunted house just named Florida. And now yeah, exactly. I get it. Thank you. Yeah. And they all have the same last name. <laughs> Hard. So, <laughs> yeah, so that's that's the best part about that. So Brian, I'm I'm excited. Justin, I'm gonna go up and go see you there. And uh, uh, for those of our listeners out there who, um, we're, yeah, we're talking about having you know, a weird things meetup. Yeah. We're still working did, out the did, dates. Did, did and we the set times the day? Didn't we set a tentative day? We should uh, probably not mention that. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We, we'll, we'll, we'll do an official announcement on the website. Keep but, checking weirdthings.com. Uh, best thing to do is check weirdthings.com. Also, make sure to follow at Andrew Main and at Justin R Young, and I suppose at Schwood. And uh, I'm sure you'll get the word on it. Absolutely. So, you're a parent. A good one by all accounts. So I'm a parent, am I? You're a good parent. I'm that right? obvious. You try to listen to your children. And uh, your, what are your children's names? Whether Ruthless and Malice? Is that their names? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Menace and Malice. My little ladies, yes. <laughs> Menace and Malice. There you go. So, let's say little Malice comes knocking on your door. You and Bonnie are snuggling together, spooning. I imagine probably Bonnie holding you, <laughs> cradling you. You know, as, as I this is a late sleep. night recording. Oh my <laughs> as I, God, as I weep into sexy. my clenched fists, like yeah. they don't love me enough at Halloween Horror Nights. Yes, go on. <laughs> Bonnie's like it's gonna be okay. By the way, I don't know if Bonnie told you that because uh, I've never met your wife. I look forward to meeting her, and I explained to her my in my mind how I thought the two of you met. <laughs> And did you hear this, Brian? No, uh, you know what? This might have been a mistake of yours, but go ahead. You, what did you say to my wife? <laughs> well, well, my assumption was, because I said, yeah, I said, you know, in my mind, Bonnie's like this cheerleader, this college cheerleader type girl that like you were doing some show in the Midwest somewhere. And you're like, hey, could you help me load my van? Like, my like, arm, like, like, like hurt, Jane Gump. No, no, and... I hurt my arm doing a show. <laughs> And she's like so perky and cheery. She's like, yeah, I'll help you. So she grabs one end of your case. You shove the case in her into the van like James Gump from Silence of the Lambs. And then, you know, maybe you don't love her over the head. Uh, maybe you pull out Mr. Happy Pants and start, you know, give her the soft puppet. Like, oh, look after him. You shut the door. She treats us for the doorknob, but there's no doorknob. And you're like, you're going to be my wife now. <laughs> so the only reason I know this story and that that that's what you think happened is because I had to explain about half an evening to Bonnie. I was like, well, you just got to understand 
how Andrew talks. Like he speaks in hyperbole. And he's get these ideas that sound funny to him and maybe they don't translate very well, but it's like he's, he's an okay guy. Don't 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 block him. <laughs> Well, the, other and the, first, was- the, first, the first thing that I told Andrew as soon as, because I, I hadn't seen it as a part of a Twitter, he told me that he had sent it, is it really provides a very telling illustration of how, in the mind of Andrew Maine, a family starts. <laughs> well, that's the other part. It's like, I imagine that one of your daughters was already in the van and you're like, you've got a new mommy now. <laughs> All right, can we get back? Can we get back to a scenario? Bonnie wasn't flattered by that, you know. (laughs) It it took some massaging, but I think she's willing to allow you into the house. So, if we can get back to a scenario where I end up eating my family, oh, what's the the matter? Brush was not weird enough for you. Trust me, it's plenty weird. Let's go. Romance is dead. So there you are, being cradled in Bonnie's arms. Yes, still in her cheerleader outfit. In her cheerleader outfit, of course. Yes, (laughs) tell the story. All right. You hear a knocking at the door. It's the older daughter, uh, Menace. Okay? Right, right. Penelope. She goes, Mommy, Daddy, there's a monster in my room. Oh, Menace. There's no monster in your room. There's no such thing as monsters. But, Daddy, there's a monster in my room. I can hear him. What, like a sexual predator? There's a... I don't understand. (laughs) What's a sexual predator, Daddy? Don't worry about it, sweetheart. Listen, describe the monster to me. I hear him in my room. So he's scratching. Oh, sweetheart, that's that. There's a bad. There's an old house that we're renting while we stay in Orlando. There's probably a badger stuck in the wall somewhere. Don't worry about it, Daddy. What's a badger? Uh, you know what? It's like a rat, only gianter and more oh. rabies ridden. Go ahead. Okay. Would you come look? Ah, uh, fine. All right, let's go. You go inside. You look. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. Menace, there's look. nothing here. There's nothing Daddy, here. I heard him. Well, All right. What wall did you hear him on? I don't know the walls, Daddy. Oh, listen, sweetheart, you're going to have to be more specific. Listen, your mom and I are going to snuggle some more, so I'll see you. Okay, but what do I do about the bite? I'm sorry, the bite? The bite where the monster bit me. You, you got bit by the by this she, monster. She pulls up the sleeve of her pajamas, <gasps> and there on her arm is a bite, Brian. What does the bite look like? How many it's teeth like, on the bite? There are like two sharp points. Wait, two? Is like that vampire? What a vampire does that? Like maybe, yeah, could be. Now does does uh, which daughter is it? Menace. Right. Yes, yeah. menace. Is, is menace familiar with the vampires or those kind of monsters at this age? She's a sharp kid. She's one of Brushwood, so she's crafty. You couldn't put anything past her. Yeah, no, no, yeah. She's yeah. watched Scooby Doo. She knows. Uh, I was like, okay. hey, sweetheart, what, uh, what, what happened? I was hurting, heard the monster, and then, then I felt the monster biting me, and. I hit the monster and the monster stopped biting and I kind of thought I was asleep and I woke up and I looked and there was the bite. Wow. This like got uncomfortably real to all of a sudden, like I'm really picturing my <laughs> six-year-old telling me the story and seeing vampire marks on, on her body. Um, I, like, I, I think it's Andrew's uncanny impression. 
<laughs> do do they do they look like they penetrated the skin or do they? Oh, look there's like blood. The... There's drops of blood, Brian. Your daughter has blood. Your daughter that you, by the way, tried to dismiss so you could go back in her bedroom actually has a wound. You're you've not walked her into the bathroom because you're putting Bactine on it. You're cleaning this and you're feeling horrible. All right. So here's the question. Like at this point, like do you just do you just bless some salt water just in case? And throw it on, you know, like you never know. What does Brian really do? Let's say this happened in your house right now, the Pale Street in Orlando. Let's say this okay, happened. All right, all right, all right. I'm gonna wrap my mind around this. Um, if it if it if it's obvious that it was a genuine wound, I guess I'm I'm gonna keep asking her, but eventually it's gonna come out that that it's some form of vampirism. Um I mean, okay, so, so so here's the thing. Obviously, obviously, the, the the decision is, do you blow this off as childhood hysteria, which there are a lot of cases mm -hmm. of. I mean, kids genuinely hallucinate stuff that doesn't happen. Uh, kids will have a fever dream where they think thousands of, of uh, lizards come in and bite them, and then they wake up and they've got chicken pox, and they'll be convinced that these are all lizard bites all over their body. Um so it could be that she has a she got some mosquito bites and scratched them or something like that and then wrote a narrative in her mind but on the other hand I'm like how terrifying is that like we really do tend right, to regard to children as this pinnacle take action so honesty. what do you do so so do you do you send her back to her room that night no 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 she's sleeping okay. with with uh, her cheerleader and me okay so the next night <laughs> What do you do? Do you send her back to her bedroom? Yes, definitely back to her bedroom until like 8.30, maybe 8.45, and then she can come sleep with her mom and me again. All right. So you send her back to her bedroom. She's like, Daddy, I'm scared. What if the monster comes again? What do I do? So Hold on. Wait. Let me, let me stop over here. So, Brian, you don't in any way take like, uh, you know, maybe a quick trip down to Best Buy or Walmart and get one of those like like USB cameras or just something like maybe even like a dude some no sort of it's a six year old six year olds see things and imagine mm -hmm. things all the time I'm not gonna go spend a hundred freaking dollars to see if the kids making stuff up I mean I mean don't get me wrong on principle I think you're right okay. I think I should have yeah. cameras in all of my kids rooms at all the time but I mean it costs money to do that you just it's okay. easier to talk to them. So let's say the next night you've sent this is this is menace we're talking about, right? Yeah. Okay. You've sent menace to her room. Okay. And you go back to sleep, you know, and, and you know, you cradled in Bonnie's arms because you're too afraid to face I, the world be, by yeah, herself. Because, because, well, I'm too afraid to face the world by myself, and that's why I fall asleep crying in her arms every night. But go okay. ahead. Okay. You're asleep, you're sound asleep, and all of a sudden you hear a piercing scream. Oh, I hate you so much, Andrew Maine. Go ahead. Okay. You're startled, your instincts are awake, you get up, run through the door, come from her room. You've already lost four seconds because you didn't take my advice to buy the cameras. Okay. Uh, what, dude, first of all, if I took your advice for the cameras, you know what I would have done? I would have been at my computer just trying to click reboot or refresh or like, well, no, for I'm some just reason, saying, you just could have opened up, just eyes wide, boom, you could have been right there in the room. You could have <sighs> seen what was going on. You bust open her door. You see her standing there, panicking, her other arm, blood drenching, blood straining from the arm. And in the corner of the room, you see the tail of a snake sliding away. Oh, my God. 
Do you know what I do is I get on the horn immediately and nominate, my, nominate myself to the International Committee for the Worst Dad in the Universe Award. <laughs> oh, right. my God. That would, be, that would be horrendous. That's a nightmare. That's the worst thing ever. Brian, not only is it worst, is it a nightmare, is it horrible? It's true. In Bell Gardens, a family in Bell Gardens, you can read this on weirdthings.com. They kicked out an unexpected ghost, the article, or guest, excuse me. They kicked out an unexpected guest. <laughs> oh Let's not close any doors. You, you would rather it was a ghost, okay? They had a, uh, they had a teenage boy a few nights ago. He lives inside the home. He was awoken in the night because he felt something biting him on the arm. Oh, my yep. God. There was nothing there. And it happened again Monday night. Woke up, something was biting him on the arm. Flipped on the lights, family goes in, and they see a three-foot-long boa constrictor slithering around the wall heater. Oh, my God. That is horrendous. So they they had, like, did the parents say what they thought of the kid's story to begin with? Um... I don't know. I mean, you, you know, teenagers are always sort of getting into things, and so maybe they didn't know what to think at first. But they just moved into the apartment a few months prior, and so they think the snake had been there from a previous owner living in the walls or living behind the heater. By the way, uh, when I was in college, one of my best buddies, Brady Hurst, was sharing an apartment with two other guys, and he told me a story about how they were about to move out one day, and maybe a month or two before, a friend of theirs had said, hey, man, I lost my snake. You seen a snake? They're like, no, what are you talking about? That's crazy. And then uh, sure enough, two months later, when they went to go move out, there were mysterious brown stains underneath the bed of my buddy Brady. Like this <sighs> thing had made it into it. And like, like he had reported like, like there was objects missing and you know like like food objects missing and so on but like like this guy full on in college had a boa constrictor living underneath his bed that he oh never even God. knew about that's uh that's pretty disturbing and here you have a case where you think about you know we hear about stories of snakes getting lost and like that's a great example of how freaky that is we've mentioned this before a long time ago on the podcast the largest snake ever found in captivity, or the largest snake ever found in the United States, I think was a boa constrictor that was found in Fort Lauderdale. One of our friends, his father, helped pull this animal trapper, helped pull this thing out from underneath the house. Oof. And previously, people had thought that it was, the house was haunted, because yeah. they'd hear screams late at night coming from the house. And it turned out that was the snake going out there and grabbing raccoons and dragging them under the house to devour. You know what, though? It's like so often with ghosts, we assume that people are imagining things or, or little whatever. girls saying they got bit. And you right. Just, you know. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's like it takes it to another level when the evidence for the ghost is so visceral and so real. And so obviously, like that is a scream of agony coming from inside this house. But I am too afraid yeah. to walk in there like like I mean, I mean, I really understand how. In the 19th century, people would be like, well, that house is freaking haunted, period. Uh -huh. Done. I'm not going in. So hold on, wait. Brian, let me, let me ask you this. Now, obviously, you know what the ending is, so you're going to have to recreate it as best you can. But let's say that it didn't end on that second thing, and there were just maybe even the bites are a little softer on, on your daughter's arm. At, at what point, on, on bite number what, do you 
take action? I would say bite number two for sure. <laughs> well, well, so and, bite and number understand, one, understand bite number also. one could be could be mosquitoes. Yes. Bite number two, yeah, maybe she's running well, here, into something. Yes. Well, yeah, keep in mind, keep in mind. I know when you're in your minds, you guys are picturing like you know giant holes in her arm with blood coming down. Look, definitely, we're we're doing something instantly then. But I'm picturing something some something a little more amorphous, where it's it a little it's too difficult to tell if it's actually a bite or a piercing. You know, or kids a kids bite. are all over the place. They're running into stuff. They're getting poked. Yeah, you know, of course. Well, but you have God the whole. Life. She says she hears the monster in the room too, though. Well, but but here's the problem. I mean, it's like when your kid spends all day. Your child's watching... a liar. No, 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 no. What? No, no, no. Kids, kids <laughs> have a tendency to manufacture really interesting stories. You know, it's like it's like hallucinations. Like I have very very vivid memories that my brain insists mm-hmm. are true from when I was like three to four years old. And, uh, for example, I, I don't know that I've ever shared this with you guys before, but like one of my earliest memories involves standing in the golden hour, uh, you know, the sun's about to set in, in a field of wheat and like, I'm running out towards someone and then somebody shouts my name and I turn back and I look and then all of a sudden I'm, I'm four years old and I'm standing in my grandma's room looking at a picture of a field of wheat and it's always been this like curious thing like like back when i was younger and didn't understand the way the, the brain worked was i was jealous th- music playing well no, no no i mean it's like when i was younger i was like well maybe that's evidence for a past life or whatever uh-huh. but then as i read more about psychological literature and about the way children have a tendency to vividly imagine certain things that eventually become uh you know uh, written down as memories uh, I, I came to understand that this was very likely a childhood hallucination, but it's like it messes you up. Kids oh, say yeah, the darndest sure. things, is what I'm trying to say. No, like do, maybe there's do. a there's a wall demon snaking out and biting my face every night. <laughs> have, have you guys hey. do, do you guys have any memories that you know for a fact oh, and, and, are not and, true? Well, but they, abso- but they feel? absolutely. And and I'm going to be. I will also to your, come to your defense here. It's it's easy because you know Justin and I not having kids to be like, well, why didn't you take this human being story as being rational and true? <laughs> yes, I know. The other day they told them that the tree was talking to you and the squirrels told you it was okay to have more peanut butter. But now you got to listen. Right. I remember. I have a distinct memory when I was a kid going to like a pizza place or something with my parents and sitting down on the ground and looking at like they had one of those those uh, outlets that was you know one of those flat outlets where you could pick up the the little cover and you would see the outlet and I remember oh, I vividly yeah. remember why well, were opening this thing and seeing electricity snake out of there that never happened but in my mind you know, I don't. My brother probably said something like, "Oh, electricity will shoot out of it, or whatever." In my mind, I saw that. I can vividly see that happening, but it never you know, took place. Now that I think about it, I even earlier than that memory, I have this ridiculous memory of like if you got into a car and you pushed a pedal, the cartoon would stop inside the car. And I don't even remember what the cartoon was, but it was like there was some lifeblood of the car on the inside, and it was the cartoon and. If you press the pedal, then the cartoons stop and you broke the car. Yeah, I'd say speaking of cartoons, I know I definitely had a thing where me and my little brother would go to rent videos. Like I would be walking them down the cartoon aisle and I would see cartoons I wanted to see and take a look at like the, the, the picture that was on the box and would explain to him. I had not, never seen them. But I would explain to him everything that led up 
to that point, why that was funny, the joke they were making at that particular time. <laughs> and I swear to God, I, I would think that I had seen it. Like I was explaining mm-hmm. it to him and he would go like, oh yeah, no, that's great. And then we'd watch the cartoon. He's like, that didn't happen. <laughs> You're what a liar. Time, what about the time that you said that they went and they went and they got Chinese food? And it's like, uh, I don't know. It was, was funny. Really though. looking which, forward which, to that. By the part way, too. it's weird to be on the other. Well, because that's how I sold them. Because like we had to both agree on it, and so right. I sold them on a lie. <laughs> well, I, and it's weird to be on the other side of that because like Penelope at age six will manufacture like like she'll cut me off. We're doing a history lesson. Like I tried to explain to her about the continents and why they're different, and I try to explain why. Um, uh, for example, oh, for we were talking about the Soviet Union. I was like, well, the Soviet Union used to be a country, but now it's a whole bunch of different countries. And then before I could even say another word, she's like, oh, yeah, because there was an earthquake and it broke all the countries apart, right? (laughs) (laughs) Metaphorically, yes. And and I'm like, well, no, no, actually, there's imaginary lines. And and then she would cut me off again because it's like, like kids brains are still forming and they're so good at coming up with all these explanations for things and and sometimes they're right just enough that they uh that they tend to decide well that must be how it is for some reason i just imagine like at that point henry kissinger just walks out of a closet and he's just like well actually when you look at it enough so brian you go take the family to a trip to a lake Say, let's go take a let's go to a lake trip, guys. You want to go hang out by a lake? They're like, yeah, daddy. How, how, how sure. big is the lake? Which lake? Oh, it's it's Lake Okeechobee size. All right, so 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 here in here in Florida, we're going up to hey kiddos, yeah. let's go to the Lake Okeechobee. All right, maybe Lake Travis in Texas. I don't know. We'll go to Lake um, Travis in Texas, which is not so convenient since we're in Florida right now. But go ahead. You're at a lake. <laughs> you guys are hanging out. You having a picnic. You're fly fishing. Whatever. You're enjoying it. And then one of the kids got one of those. Uh, uh, you gave them a camera to play with, and they, you know, play with the camera. And Dude, yeah, night no, falls. No giving them a camera. They all have iPhones now. It's ridiculous. All right, they have, you know, they have a camera with a flash, whatever. Okay. Yeah. So the kids are playing the cameras and taking photos. And you guys have a little, maybe you decide to wait for it to get dark. And you, you know, put some logs on, have a little fire. You roast some marshmallows. And you go to eat fire. And they're like, no, Daddy, do we have to see this again? Anyhow, you're like, fine. We're, we're going now. All right. I'm like, all right, Daddy, let's take another photo. So, you know, daughter takes a photo. And. You're like, all right, pack everybody up and you leave. You get home, plug the camera into whatever sort of photo app you use and load them up. Don't think about it. You get one of the photos and you're looking through, you look at all the photos. You're just like, oh, just you guys hanging out. They're just fun, fun family photos. You're like, all right. You go grab the, let's say the last photo of the night you took and it's dark. There's just you standing there, smiling at the camera. There's just ground and then just total blackness. You're like, ah, let me just up the contrast on this. Uh-oh. You turn up the contrast. And you can see in the distance, you can see, let's say, the dock or the boat or whatever you're on. But then on the right side of the photo, you see a shape. Now, like, you guys were the only ones there. Like a face? Like a full body, Brian. It's Like, it's like another person legs. who's not there. Well... Or at least who shaped. I don't remember being there. Person-shaped, but not looking like a person. Is it glowing? The eyes are. Oh. So uh, obviously, obviously, the eyes are reacting to the flash. Probably. Right? 
Probably. Yeah. Probably the eyes reacting in the, in the flash. They're just reflecting the light. <laughs> so you're saying we have ghost red eye is, is the problem we have. <laughs> well, you have something so, so, there. So quick, quickly, Brian just uses the red eye tool to uh, take away that unsightly effect <laughs> and moves along. That's right. And next question. This thing, this thing is apparently standing at the edge of the water looking at out at you. All right. It's grainy. It's hard to make out details. You can see arms. You can see legs. You can see these eyes staring at you. And again, it's standing in the water. Okay. So, 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 it, and it's vaguely glowing, right? Well, the eyes are. Like Justin said, it could be the yeah. light reflecting from them. Imagine, like, if you just took a picture of a raccoon, right? I mean, look, Obviously, the eyes would kind of glow back at you. It's, uh, let me tell you, dude. It's like, I don't care how hardcore a skeptic you are. When you snap a picture and you load it in your own computer and there is a glowing, glowing-eyed figure in it, you're going to have a hard time. I would imagine you'd have a hard time sleeping at night. I mean, it's like, it's like look, uh, who's the guy who said, I'm not a, uh, I don't believe in ghosts, but I'm afraid of them? That's how I am. All right, it's fair enough. Um, yeah, no, I think no matter what, and, and especially with this kind of stuff, especially if it looks like a gigantic kind of beast sort of thing or something, you know, there's no reason to have it be unreasonable in my mind for us to believe that even if something is not beyond our comprehension, it can still be beyond how we understand things in our own universe. It can be strange and exotic and weird and if not deadly to the immediate sight or, or, you know, in this particular case where you see it looming and having it in position to where it could have murdered you yeah. at any second. But that's just it. It's like, let's say it is a unfathomably, I'm sorry, I'm having a hard time. I'm, I'm getting freaked out thinking about it. Uh, it yeah. Let's say it's an, a bizarre coincidence and a one in a million shot of a trick of light that makes it look like there's a demon or figure floating or whatever. Like, isn't that coincidence creepy enough to keep you up at night? If you want to see the photo we're talking about. No way. No way. Can I look at it right now? You can go to weirdthings.com. It's called the mystery of the Lake Travis photo monster. Wait, was that Lake Travis? Yeah. Yep. No. Now, reportedly, the photo was taken by a college biology professor. Now, we don't have a whole lot of references on that. Obviously, in these cases, people try to make the person who took the photo sound as credible as possible. And it could be anything. By the I way, I promise just, you it's spooky. I just went to weirdthings.com and I typed in Lake Travis in the search bar. And <gasps> that's effed up, dude. Imagine dude, that okay. was there watching you and your family. Okay, so there is, um, uh, in this photo, you can see there's obviously uh, land this guy's walking on. There's somebody walking out to the houseboat. The houseboat is clearly visible. Also clearly visible appears to be a bipedal uh, being of some sort. Now you can click right. through. If you click through the link to the examiner, you will see some more photos there. And you see the original photo where it's just a guy standing there in blackness. And then you see where they increased the contrast on that or brightened the photo and imagine you're sitting there you're sitting there and you increase the contrast of the photo brian you see that go, go ahead click through the link no yeah i did and it's okay. like un unfortunately like okay so the first one is just a guy surrounded by dark and then the contrast gets turned up 
to the left now you see a houseboat that you didn't see there before and now you also see a a guy there uh, off to the right uh, yeah this is right. and just and and Peter just pants just, moment yeah the, well the third from, one from what, what, what it looks like it almost it, it and and would you guys agree it almost looks like it has kind of a fur look to it and, and yes. the eyes are very kind of close together, like 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 a Jawa. Jawa, exactly. Wars. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, unfortunately, unfortunately, when you take this to the max, you end up with lo what looks like, um, freaking like a bender. It looks like Bender. <laughs> oh my God! It does it look does. like Bender. It does. He's like bite my shiny metal ass. Uh. Okay. So here's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna I'm gonna say, now that I'm piecing this together. There very likely could have been another guy off in the horizon that looked that that did not show up in the first photo. And after not looking at the first photo for a while, you forget that the guy was there and then you do the contrast enhancement. And now the guy appears to be there because it's like it's it's bizarre that so clearly a humanoid form is there and that complete with the light shine from the eyes. I, I think well, somebody was well, just out of range of the flash. But, you know, at the same time, this almost, to me, the more I look at it, seems like one of those things where just all the light kind of works in the right way. Like, is he, you can't really tell, like, if he has, uh, you know, the arm, I guess it would be his left arm, because we're looking at it, uh, you know, facing you. Like, it, it just kind of disappears into the photo. And I think what makes it so visceral is that it looks like this thing is stalking toward the guy. Like, it looks like it's almost leaning right. forward or in motion. We're so, about to, like, uh, ask him a trivia question. Exactly. He's not prepared <laughs> he's, to answer. He's, he's going to do the physical version of Blitz Quiz on, That's on right. Lake he's Travis. Right up. He's just like, which Kaiser caused World War One? Go. <laughs> bum, 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 blitz Quiz. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. is that our, our brains, I think, two key things, the eyes and the way it's leaning forward just immediately says and the fact that it has like the kind of bipedal nature it just says some sort of you know crypto phenomenon right now you can take that original photo at the top and put that into a it's not as high resolution as what they started with but even the photo at the top where you just see the total blackness and increase the brightness value on there, and you will see that shape. A part and by of the way, I am assuming you totally did this. You totally I, found out for yourself whether or not that was the case. Well, as we were speaking, I was doing this. You know what's funny? It's like the moment you proposed that, I've already copied it. I've already launched Photoshop, and I'm about to do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> and as, as investigators of unusual and strange things, of course, the thing you want is you want the daylight photo. You want to see what's there, because if you find out that there's a tree or a shrub or what have you, and there's... You know, it's, what, what I love is it's a great example of if you read the link we click to. I'm sorry, I just did. I just did it. It's awesome, <laughs> dude. It's awesome. Look, you guys, you have to do this at home. You gotta click on the link and you gotta make the ghost appear yourself. It's amazing because <laughs> it's not there in the original photo, and no, then you just up not. the contrast, and then all of a sudden there's Bender, crazy Bender. Absolutely. It's 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 freaky. And if you go click the link, you you see the problem that we have in trying to deal with these sort of unusual claims is that we don't get a lot of real rational analysis from the believers where, you know, one person who looked at it, who's the, the apparently Brad Steiger's photo expert, which 
I don't know what qualification that is. And uh, dude, know, is he? I mean, Brad Steiger person, approved. One person saying it's it's obviously like eleven to fourteen feet tall, which you can't tell that from. No, that that's photo. bogus. You can't do that. Yeah. Thing. yeah. So, and, he, and they he's, see, he's eleven to fourteen feet tall. He obviously is an alcoholic, and well, well, he's probably a <laughs> robot who hangs out with a guy named Fry. Now well, they can they, say, state that definitively. Well, you see Fry the robot. Another person analyzing this says it reminds him of a Hopi Indian, which I don't know if they mean a Hopi Indian or like a Hopi Indian. Uh, doll that they make, <laughs> you know, they're because they're actually different. One's a doll. One's I a I actually don't know if we can rule out Bigfoot Jawa. <laughs> well, I, you know I what think, I you see. You know what? Maybe Lake Travis Bigfoot Jawa. This will be amazing. It's the when new I thing was, to catch in my I, own hometown. I, I see Swamp Lady. When I was in Boy Scouts, that's where. We How can you look at this. Bender and see Swamp Lady? Because I have personal firsthand experience with Swamp Lady. When I was in Boy Scouts, we actually went, went, we'd go to a lake, and there was a rumor that there was a Swamp Lady that lived on the other side and lived in a shack, and we actually took a trip around the lake to go there and find right. her. So, okay, so why Swamp Lady, though? Like, doesn't that sexualize the ghost in a weird way? Well, because <laughs> that's what her name was at the time and that's what i see here anyhow swamp lady <laughs> yeah but, but like hold on wait hot. can you can you confirm or deny that you have a thing for swamp lady actually <laughs> hold on actually now that i'm looking at it like what i thought was a robot i could totally see like this being a chick with like a girdle on or something like some kind oh, of corset it's kind of got a girdle look to it you see you see it because it's shapely yeah. in the middle yeah she's like bite my shiny metal corset Well, speaking of close encounters, on the previous podcast, I mentioned my father, who is always out there encountering strange things. We have this the strange creature that we described before that he saw swimming under the water, which I'm gonna I think he's figured out what that is, by the way, which in the explanation will just blow your mind. But then there was another thing, the thing that knocked his boat. Right, and which turned, turned out, to, out be to be a manatee. Yeah. Well, my dad took some photos of it. He went out there again, okay, and <laughs> My dad went out there again, and this manatee came up. And my dad said it's a female. I didn't ask how he knows. Came up to his boat, knocked his boat, was just kind of gently nudged the boat, right? And my dad, my dad said, and my dad tells me this story, and I'm like, well, where did you get the idea to do this? Just, I heard people did it. My dad took out a scrub brush, the boat brush that he uses, his long wooden brush with you know, small brush at the end. Takes it out, gently scratches the back of the manatee's back, right? And the manatee cozies up to the boat. More of its surfaces starts rotating around, so my dad can start scratching the manatee. And it just—if you can okay. see a happy expression on the manatee's face, this manatee is now smiling. Rubbed, rolls over, so my dad can scratch it on the belly, and she's enjoying it, being the belly scratch. She brings her head underneath it, so we can scratch her head. Okay, right, I, I, I gotta know. Like, so once your dad figured out that it was a manatee the first time when he was staring in the face of of angry sea otter or whatever, uh, mm -hmm. the. Did he go home and, you know, Google, like, what do manatees like or something? Or, like, did he know that they like to be scrubbed with brushes? Well, he, well, he knew. He'd heard that before. I guess he'd heard that before. My dad's an avid out, outdoorsman boater, you know, very, very familiar with the Florida waters. And we're, we, we, you know, when we were kids, we'd go feed manatees lettuce. I mean, we, we've been around them a lot. So he knew that. But he'd heard somebody else describing the fact that some of these manatees love. And he looked at her and said that she had, like, he couldn't see any propeller scars on her either. So she's managed to avoid that. But 
He said that you know, that, heard, that's that's fairly rare because a lot of them have. Mm-hmm. But he said that you know that he'd heard that they liked that, and so he started scrubbing her, and she just enjoyed it. Which you know, if they didn't like it, they'd be like, "All right, what are you doing?" But she apparently liked getting a scratch, like a cat or a lot of other mammals do. So I don't know if, as a matter of course, when you encounter a very very large mammal, if you should pet it or not. But when you encounter something that's related to elephants or other creatures. Maybe, maybe it's okay. Maybe they need a little bit of love. Maybe they don't need too much love. I don't know. As long as you have a scrub brush. But think about this. What if you were walking through a forest, Brian? Maybe in, I don't know, Africa. Okay? Jungle. Go, so they go they through... call them jungles in Africa. Okay. I actually don't know that. I just, in my imagination, that's what it is. I, I don't know the answer to that. I think it's okay to call it a forest. Maybe not. So you're walking through Africa, <laughs> the whole continent, yes. the entire continent of Africa, and you see a little thing scurry through the bushes, and you follow it, and you look in front of you, and it's an adorable little odd-looking thing, okay? It's, it maybe weighs, you know, a pound and a half, all right? And to describe this thing to you, Brian, it's got, it, it's, you know, Got kind of a snout, okay? It's got a long snout. Nothing wrong it's with got the these, snout. Got these kind of little legs on the back there. Nothing All wrong right. with legs. Nah, little kind of spindly legs, kind of big round body, and he's this little snout Nothing walking along there. Little round body. What? Now, what do you what do you see when you see this little thing again? This thing, it's like it's a little. It weighs a pound. You can pick this up, pet it. All right. So, so, so uh, first of all, um, it's about a pound. Are we talking like what a, a foot wide, a foot large? I would say under that. I mean, we're talking. You know, it's it's oh, a total length from snout to end of tail is about 22 inches. But I mean, 10 of that's going to be tail. Yeah. OK. So about and, a foot, uh, foot long. Yeah, uh, you're correct. It's furry. Yeah. Got some little furry. Not very insectoid at all. I, it kind of looks a little insectoid. Kind of looks a little really? insectoid. Yeah. But it's not. It's 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 it clearly but it only like weighs a pound. Like I, I can easily hold it in hand and toss it from hand to hand. Yeah. Yeah. You might not appreciate that. Yeah, but like uh, any fangs? Does it got fangs? It's got like little, little mouth. I mean, this thing obviously is, you know, it's going to eat sex. Good, good, it, good it's some form of, of my daughter's room. It's some form yeah. of minor predator, though. I mean, it's not, I don't think it's a threat to anything other than. Yeah, but, maybe but you know, like, like, like a dog is a predator, a dog or a scavenger. You mean carnivore or. or yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah, I mean it's 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 snout though. It you see that going up to like termite mounds and just snorting up some termites, putting them into its mouth. Oh, this I mean, thing's adorable, you... dude. Come on, yeah, what's adorable. what could be wrong with it? It's some what form are... of ant-eating panda bear, obviously. <laughs> ant panda. It's the ant panda bear. Ant panda, and you have to say it like that. Ant panda. He... You know what? Actually, we're gonna call it the Justin Robert Young from now on. Oh, look at the ant panda, Justin Robert Young. So, what would you, uh, if you had, uh, if you had looked at your cladogram, you know, your all of your animals hierarchy, where would you put this thing? Well, I mean, it's it's clearly a mammal. It's got fur. You said right. Okay. It's got fur and it's got teeth and apparently some form of, you know, carnivore. Yeah, it's probably a mammal. What's well, insectivore? Mammal. Insectivore, but yeah. What so, it is. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm talking about. Oh, 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 because it oh oh because it eats insects. Yeah, yeah, no, got it. Yeah. 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 But that, that, that dude, freaking anteater. Yeah, of course. Maybe a marsupial. Go. Not a marsupial. 
is, uh, you know, marsupials outside of Australia are extremely rare. Um, what if I told you that if you looked at what it was most closely related to, it would be elephants? That's awesome. First of all, very happy that I nailed mammal. There you go. Second there of all, uh, dude, I totally believe that, man. It's, uh, I mean, we're in the middle of Africa. Of course, it's, mm-hmm. it's elephant related. So some conservationists in the Boni Dodori Forest, they write here, which I'm going to write them a letter right now. Hold on. Dear <laughs> ignoramuses, on the coast of northeastern Kenya had set up camera traps after scientists had spotted something they didn't recognize. They look at the photos and from the images, which you can see at weirdthings.com, they, the thing had a maroon color on its sides and its back, very, very small. And they realize it's a kind of elephant shrew. Which what's brilliant and beautiful about the name elephant shrew is you've got elephant, largest land mammal we have right now, right. and shrew, very very tiny land animal. Okay, right. so an elephant shrew, which technically it's neither a shrew nor an elephant, but it's actually much closer to an elephant than to a shrew. Which, pretty cool. So if you go take a look at the little guy, he's pretty awesome. Done. So what, what, you what never know I, what's out there. I'm I'm actually looking up shrew on this. Yeah, it's pretty right good. Now. New species could be elephant or shrew. And there's a photo. <laughs> Dude, this is awesome. Look at that guy. That's what you Look need to go guy. get. Brian, if you want to be a really good dad, you need to go buy Menace one of those to make not up gonna for happen, not fully but I appreciate the thought. That is for damn sure. Come on, you can't see one of those just scampering around your house, knocking over stuff. You know what? It'll sad? protect her in the middle of the night if she gets bit by strange creatures. It actually looks shockingly like the dog we actually have. <laughs> nice. See, imagine it would, it would get you the morning paper, but you probably don't read a morning paper being a digital gentleman like yourself. So it'll bring. I them thought to you were going to say illiterate. <laughs> then you have to wonder how it got the iPad out there to begin with. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So check it out. One of the many strange and wonderful things you'll find here on weirdthings.com. Strange but true, or if they're not true, they're really, really fascinating. You know what? Let's play. Can can we try something? And I'm throwing this out of nowhere. And if it sucks, then Justin will cut this out of the podcast. But I kind (laughs) of want to play Weird Things Roulette, where I just type in a term into weird things, and we go in a weird direction. Like, uh, I I just listened to the... uh, Stuff You Should Know podcast. And they did a whole thing on octopi or octopuses or octopods. And I kind of want to know if there's any octopus-related weird things right now. So I'm going to type in octopus into weird things. I like the way you say octopus because I imagine like a seagoing cat. (laughs) P-U-S-S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check it out. He's wearing one of those like those old school kind of diving outfits, right? Yeah, like a Hanna-Barbera cartoon we forgot about. Octopus. So I'm going to, you have two choices. We can either go to octopus found with sub-zero venom or Paul the octopus spurns Germany, picks Victoria, Spain. Let's go uh, the venom. Sub-Zero Venom is yeah. good. No. Okay, so this is good. Okay. Uh, first of all, I'm digging the photo I'm looking at right now that is a mic- mashup of Sub-Zero from Mortal Kombat with Venom from the Marvel Comics universe. A, uh, a crudely drawn plus sign. 
I filed this under things we don't didn't. All right, filed this under things we didn't know were super cool, and we until we heard it was real. Hong Kong Reuters researchers have discovered four new species of octopus in in Antarctica with venom that works at sub-zero temperatures. Did you write this, Justin? I did. Uh, tell us about it. Uh, well, Brian, they hope to analyze the venom to see if it has medical uses, said one of the researchers, Brian uh, Fry of the University of Melbourne. The discovery during a six-week expedition in Antarctica in 2007 was published in the journal Toxicon. Mm. Experts have long known that there were octopuses in Antarctica, that, but were surprised. Fry and his colleagues was the sheer biodiversity of how natural selection changed the way they hunted and the nature of their venom. Now, I don't know about you guys, but this is amazing to me because until this moment, I never knew there was a journal called Toxicon, and that's yeah, awesome. I, it sounds like the thing like Troma Pictures would have their convention be called, you know, <laughs> Toxicon. Exactly. <laughs> Welcome to Toxicon. Uh, Kabuki Samurai PD will be here too. Toxicon, <laughs> that's, that's pretty neat. And I like the fact that they they assume they don't have to explain to us that they mean like in the water in Antarctica. <laughs> As I first yeah. read this, I imagine just some octopus just slithering across the ice. <laughs> some frozen octopus. He's like a crystalline octopus. Well, you know the thing, and, and when I'm looking for stuff to to write about on weird things, uh, besides the stuff that Andrew will send me every day because he is he is the actual person who gathers weird insight. Um, you know, for something like this. You, you you want to see something that is so awesome you didn't know it could get awesomer and then it did like you know uh number one venom of any kind kind of awesome venom out of an octopus pretty awesome venom that operates under sub-zero temperatures that comes out of an octopus that might be the coolest thing possible right like yes. that, that is tipping the scale at the best thing ever pretty much pretty much i mean octopus tentacles cool but yeah add venom to that like you said and you know the thing that you missed out on justin which i'm not going to criticize you here except for the fact that you are no because i think you did a good job i think the sub-zero venom comparison was cool but you know with the eight limbs we basically got doc ock and venom together whoa you missed the obvious villain team up yo come on man doc ock and venom and Sub-Zero, that's the trifecta, bro. Come on. How did you miss that? I know. And and now I will commit ritual suicide. <laughs> <laughs> it's about time. Internet uh, internet ritual suicide where, like, you delete your Facebook account. So, exactly. so But never do it. So, gentlemen, I'm going to close with this very strange, weird thought. Okay? So, Brian... You didn't know that we were going to be talking about this Lake Travis monster. You had no idea. No, Justin didn't even know. I selected that. All right. Dude, now, by you, the way, I got my open water certification in Lake Travis. Like even that's how close weirder. I am to that place. All right. Now, the octopus story. That was randomly selected, correct? Well, by me, because because I was listening to the octopus stuff you should know. And so I, I didn't know if there was an octopus story. So You I never read this story before, right? Ne never, never, never. Totally random. Who did you see in the background of that photo? Hang on, let me go back up. <clears throat> of the Lake Travis monster. Are you saying it's the octopus? O no, octopus no, what did you say? What did you say it looked like to you? Bender. What was the name, the last name of the scientist 
who discovered this octopus venom. Hold on. I'm down. I'm down. I'm, I'm scrolling down. Scrolling down. What's his last name, Brian? Uh, let's see. Oh, my goodness. Brian Fry. Brian, of course, being my name. Fry being the name of the main character of Futurama related to Bender. Well played, Mr. Main. Hey, I didn't do it. It was just a weird thing that happened. What weird thing? This whole evening has been weird. I think this wraps it up for now. I think that's as much weird as I can handle. Gentlemen, you? Yeah. I'm, I think I'm weirded the hell out. All right. Thanks to everybody for subscribing to our podcast. Be sure to check Weird Things every day for all the delightful weirdness. Be sure to listen in and watch the NSFW show starring Mr. Brian Bushrod and Mr. Justin Robert Young, which is available what day? Tuesday nights we go live at live.twit.tv on Leo Laporte's Twit Network. Of course, you can subscribe at iTunes in high, low, and uh, video feeds and audio feeds as well. There you have it. Thank you very much for listening. Email in a suggestion or scenario for the next Weird Things podcast. Email weirdthingsmail at gmail.com.